Today, a fantastic, fantastic podcast. Some really good information with Bill O'Reilly. And then Michael Malice is, I think, one of the funniest times he's been on the uh, the program. We also start with, um, I was going to say some potato news, but that would be wrong. <laughs> we, uh, we start with uh, the news on Brian Stelter. And, you know, I have a personal stake in that one. As Stu points out early on in the broadcast podcast. I do my best to goad you into being a bad you. person and Thank uh, you. varying levels of success. Uh, and then we take on uh, General Hayden's uh, remarks uh, as, long, as well as the New York Times. New York Times editorial that says Republicans are the most violent and extreme political force he has ever covered. Um, and as if the hyperbolic claims were not enough, uh, Hayden said the former director of the CIA and the NSA that he agreed with this absurd statement. We point out it is not uh, just absurd, absurd. It is one of the most dangerous statements. And you'll understand by the end of the podcast. And by the way, don't forget tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast uh, and on YouTube, you'll be able to uh, watch my interview with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He is fascinating. Uh, We touched on some of the things he talked about in today's podcast, but if you care about your money and the dollar, boy, he he broke some news on the podcast that I've never heard before. And it's pretty intense, which brings me to our sponsor for the podcast, Goldline. If you heard what I outlined and then what Vivek Ramaswamy talked about in the podcast on just China alone, this is catastrophe waiting to happen and no one is talking about it. The world is going to change and when it does, man, your dollar could be worthless overnight. Would you please, please find out if gold or silver is right for you? It may not be. You may say... That's crazy. I don't learn. It is traditionally the hedge against inflation. It is also traditionally the hedge against insanity because the world always resets to gold when the gods of the copy book headings return. So I want you to call them and tell them you heard about uh, Goldline on my podcast and give them the code NMYB and you're going to get one of the MYB Mind Your Business Silver Bars they give you just for thanking that you were listening to the um, podcast and and went to their uh, website you can find all the information at goldline.com you can get the silver bar if you call them 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program So what's going on in your world, Glenn? Anything uh, you want to talk about today? I mean, there's obviously something you want to mention. That I, I want to mention? No, I, mm-hmm. I don't have... I mean, I, let, 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 I guess what you could do is take an inventory of the news stories of the day, right? And then start to think about if you had any personal connection to them. Let me think. Yeah, well, that's, that, no, that's going on. Well, no, I don't, I don't have any personal connection to any of those stories. Do you... Do you? Is there any personal connection you might feel to any of the major news stories of the day? You know, for those people who are listening <laughs> right now and they may not follow the news mm-hmm. and have personal connections to the news, uh-huh. uh, they may uh, be wondering, what are you even talking about? Oh, well. And mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about a potential story that you might want to discuss today. Yeah. About a, oh, a, I want to. An, an individual oh, I really want. from CNN. Well, there's two ways to go. And the two ways to go would be one, one would be very fun, mm-hmm. very satisfying. Sure. Funny. Funny. Entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And the other one would be Christ-like. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, and, the uh, Bible not always hilarious, I- I'd notice. No, you but, know? but usually right. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. all the time. Almost all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's not that big of a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm fighting the urge to be very, very funny. Well, maybe it's worth instead of talking about today's news mm-hmm. to look back at history, you know? Like, for example, let me look back in the annals of history to about four years ago when I was watching uh, CNN and there was an interview on okay, all right. I'm, on, I'm t- on TV and, and uh, the, the host of the show, mm-hmm. the show's mm-hmm. name was uh, Reliable Sources, Not I believe. this easier. And I believe the interview was supposed to be about one thing. I can't mm-hmm. remember at all yeah. what that was, coming together or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But then it took a turn. About halfway through, uh-huh. and the interviewer mm-hmm. started talking to the interviewee mm-hmm. about how much trouble his business was in. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a clip of it? <laughs> no, oh, come on. Oh, really? No, no, I, no, no, come on. No, I, I, well, she's saying, because I, I was trying to describe it, and I can only do that so well. If we have the actual Get audio. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind One's me. arguing justice, one's arguing mercy. Oh, or they say they familiar are, voice. but they're not. Mm-hmm. All they're doing is playing politics, and the American people are tired of it. Mm. Who is talking about an actual solution on this? Who's actually done something? Who's actually consistent here. and cared when it was a Democrat yes, in office and cared when it's a Republican to. in office? You know, those people exist around the country, and they're watching you two the media and Donald Trump play in this little game back and forth, and they're sick of it. Mm-hmm. They don't well, want to hear about it from either side. I want the critique because I invited you on. I'm self-aware enough to know that we need to talk about this because I know it's a problem. The mainstream media well, is having a very hard the time. The, main time <laughs> the mainstream media is having a very hard time reaching Trump's base. That's a fact. We see that in all the polls. Yeah, well, then here's, here's the deal. Brian... You all have my phone number. I've reached out to all of you in the past and said, let's have a conversation not on the air. You really want to understand? You want to hear the other why side? Why can't our viewers let's have a conversation where why everybody's can't you tell not our interested? Right now? Gosh, because this is it's all this about so ratings. <laughs> because this is all oh about gosh, ratings. Is this bringing it back? This isn't about so ratings. Yeah. This is about saving our country, bringing us together. See, that's nice. Stop dividing us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you. <laughs> I can't. So, so to be clear, You're, you think that I'm dividing the country? You think I'm dividing the country for ratings by booking you? Brian, stop driving. Look at what look at what you're doing. When did this become about you? This is about the media and the administration. That's what you guys want to make it into. If it was about me, I would do like a 10 minute concert the way you used to. Listening to me. If it was about me, I'd get out of Blackboard the way you used to. Oh, you see, yes, he's, is he being, is that Christ? Maybe he should. I mean, point is, what what you mean is making it about me. I don't see how I've made it about me. I want to know It's not about it. You just said, never mind. Look, Brian, if you want to have a conversation, the media really wants to know, 
great. We can have that conversation. But every time someone, every time I've approached, everybody always says yes. But as soon as it gets tough or uncomfortable, nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in looking at themselves and saying, what did I do? I know what I've done. I know what I've done. I've tried to make amends and I'm trying to. And we've talked about that before. I I completely agree with you. And we all do need to be more self-reflective. I do have to ask you, there's this new headline on the Daily Beast saying that your company's in trouble, that you were trying to find a buyer. Is this related to the point about people not talking to each other? That if you Mm. want to create that media company, there's not interest? What's what's going on with that? Wow. Brian, thanks a lot. I think that's the most ridiculous (laughs) um, question I've ever heard. I'm sitting here ready to talk to you about the detaining of children and parents and trying to break break families apart. Something that has been happening with Janet Reno. That's why it went to the Supreme Court in the first place. With Janet Reno. It's been happening. We want to stop it and you want to play those games. Have a nice day. What game did I just play? <laughs> okay, see, Glenn? Now, yeah, of course, as you pointed out, there's two ways to go with with a news story. And uh, one of them is, is being incredibly Christ-like, as you were trying to be in that interview there. But Brian Stelter uh, was interviewing you about how your company was failing. Uh-huh. It's, it's weird because we're, we're sitting here uh-huh. at, at work for that company uh-huh. right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I don't know what Brian's doing, but not, not, uh-huh. not the uh-huh. same thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, is there anything that you would want to bring up on that? Because as you point out, there's uh-huh. two ways to go with every news story. Uh-huh. That, did that help bring you back to the moment uh-huh. a little bit, watching that clip uh-huh. once again and watching all the, the quizzical faces of, of Brian Stelter? I don't understand. Yeah. Stop it. Well, I think you, you knew I was going to antagonize you to see if you would break on Brian Stelter, but you didn't know that the video of that interview was coming. And just to watch you kind of relive those moments. Okay. The excited, smug nature. When your enemy falls, when he stumbles, you do not let your heart rejoice, or the the Lord will see it and disapprove Mm. and turn his wrath away from him. Look, I I would agree with my thought of the day. That's my thought of the day. By the way, we should mention Brian Stelter got fired. We didn't uh, we didn't mention that yet, but he got he's got let go. Show canceled. Thirty year show could not survive. And I Brian Stelter. Um, but wish I, him well. I will say this, you know, the lesson here is not to do that in 2018, and some of the other things Brian has done uh, through uh, the last few years. And I and I, I pointed this out to people yesterday who only know Brian Stelter from this recent turn. You know, this turn in the Trump era where he became a left-wing media critic. Get get closer to the point. (laughs) But, like, what I was saying was, I remember him from when we first started on on cable news. Uh, He reviewed your very first show. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't, I wouldn't say positive review, but it it wasn't the worst review we've ever had. it was fair. It was fair. Mm -hmm. And he's written some of the most fair pieces about you at times he's a long time ago a long time ago and i honestly think he's a really good example of of what the trump era has done to a lot of people in the media it's broken them i their 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 anger against donald trump 
has changed a lot of people who, yes, they may have been liberal. Yeah, they may have been Democrats. They may have been left-leaning. But it's changed them into completely irrational actors. I don't think that's the only thing. I really don't think that's the only thing that um, has happened. It is also a result of your world being so small. They're in New York City. And New York City comes to New York City. I mean, the world comes to sure. New York City. Sure. And, uh, you know, they're working at, you know, these uh, places where you have global reach. Mm-hmm. And so you think that you are the globe and you're very informed and you know everything because, look, I'm with the best people and the best people from all over the world. And, and uh, it's so cosmopolitan here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. Your friends are all exactly the same. Well, I agree That's with not that. real life. I definitely agree with that analysis. Yeah, I know. But that analysis ag- existed long before 2016. No, I know, but the 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 it's hatred. Yeah, I know, but the hatred of Donald Trump and the um, and the political agenda. Not everything was political. See, you right now, you cannot talk about anything without it being political. Sports, political. Um, you know, the big Pebble Beach car show is watching on CNBC this morning. Big Pebble Beach car show. That's that's political as well, because they're going to be talking about the new cars, the all electric cars, et cetera, et cetera. Why are we why is everyone coming out with an electric car? Political politics. I mean, everything now is politics. You, who you are. How you see yourself is now fought out in the political space. That's what's changed. Mm -hmm. And the left has gone insane. And people who used to be fairly reasonable um, and used to agree with the Bill of Rights, they have been so skewed now that they, you know, we got to do things. I'm for the Bill of Rights, but there's things we got to do. No, 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 there's not. No, there's not on either side. No, there is not. You don't silence speech. Um, and and so they get this. They just just get this snowball rolling in their own little click where everybody's thinking alike and you pour hate like gasoline onto that fire and you're done. You're done. And you're choosing to not go that direction. Shut You're up. choosing. Oh man, there's a skin Gandhi. wig right at your fingertips. They Our didn't. producers went out and they got skin wigs, and they were like, "This is going to be funny." And oh, it would be so funny. It would be so funny. It would be so easy to do and so good. But you're choosing to do the right thing. And can we give Glenn? No, some shut little, up! Wow, come on, there we shut go, Glenn. You are he such is a so jerk. Well you know you agree with me. Shut oh, up! Wow, the whole crowd. No, is, shut can up! You hear it? You They're agree? We you. talked about it on the air before. You agree with me? Look, of course, Glenn. I I am easily shut restrained up. in a Just moment like turn this. Turn his microphone this off. I don't need this. This isn't one of those moments that I would have <sighs> trouble. This is a moment that I can see you're struggling, and I, that's why I wanted to investigate how you were feeling. Because as a friend, <laughs> I am concerned such a jo- with what hey, you're Hey, let me give you through. something that I read that I think is so, really so spot on from the American thinker. Exciting times. A dangerous but exhilarating moment in history to be alive. The ground beneath us quakes, and everything once held certain seems turned to mush. 
Whatever we grasp for balance proves unsteady, too. The world is crashing down, it seems, and no countervailing force exists to keep everything in place. When we accept this reality, when we look around and say, hey, that was, will ne- uh, what was, will never be again. When the troubles around us become seemingly unbearable, but we say, hey, that's just not reality today, our load becomes a little lighter to bear. We're not here to fight for yesterday. We are here to fight for tomorrow. Yesterday can only give us guidance. That is fantastic. Tomorrow gives us purpose. Yet just because we fight for tomorrow doesn't mean we aren't also fighting for today. When you learn to punch, you're taught to aim beyond your target. You punch through what you mean to hit to maximize the force and minimize the pain to yourself. In the same way, we aim for the future in order to seize today. We picture together what types of future we want. We strive for that future with ferocity and perseverance. And one day we look around and realize that we've just managed to build a remarkable world right here in the present. Nothing endures in this earthly existence but that cycle. It is what we do when challenges arise that matters. Those acts, fleeting though they may be, are our shared legacy toward one another. So let's look at the international communist Great Reset or Build Back Better dystopias as inevitable, if you want, But do so knowing that you're watching strikes being thrown into the catcher's mitt without ever swinging. Your mind and soul provide a powerful bat. Our enemies are throwing heat right down the center of the plate. And there has never been a better time to swing for the fences. The globalist programs for mass control of humanity have become glaringly obvious. They don't even hide their intentions anymore behind veiled language, secret club meetings, or slanderous aspersions against their critics. They just say it out loud in the open. Yep, we want to reduce the human population, control all energy used for commerce, regulate food production, censor all information, antithetical to our goals. Cynically divide humanity against itself by promoting meaningless wars, racial hostilities, and ludicrous social conflicts, and force the vast majority of remaining humans into the future to survive as indentured servants who will own nothing and subsist, I guess, on a diet of bugs. That is an ugly, depressing, awful future to advertise. Yet, it is their arrogant plan They're arrogant hubris, absolute hubris, and we should love it because we couldn't ask for a better drug to cloud the judgment of our enemies. They're hooked. They can't see clearly. Do we? It is a really, really good op-ed. Again, it's in American Thinker. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. is the Glenn Beck program, Mr. Michael Malice. This is the only show that has a swing this dramatic from every week. Bill O'Reilly to the anarchist (laughs) Michael Malice. And I'm standing somewhere in between going, I got to get these two together. This would be a scream. Hey, Michael, how are you? 
Do you really want to set me up for punchlines against Mr. O'Reilly? No, no I don't. I'm don't. friends with both of you. Play nice. <laughs> well, that wouldn't last long if we were in a room together. So like, I, I, I know. Not, Have you ever I, been in a room I, with him? He'd pound you to death. <laughs> oh, is that really what you think's going to happen? <laughs> Can we not, please? You, be you, nice. Just, Play nice. You said, let's get him in a room together. I said, okay. Then you're like, wait a minute. This is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want people to imagine it. I don't need to dwell on it with you. <laughs> it, would be, it would be something like Jill and Joe. Jill. I'd be Joe. Jill. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough. How are you, sir? I am. Fant- you know why I'm so fantastic this morning? Why? Because this has been a very bad week for the pig people. Uh, first, Brian Stelter is fired from CNN. Liz no Cheney comment. goes back on her broom to Wyoming. Okay. Uh, if Officer Harris breaks one of her hooves, it's going to be a trifecta. <laughs> so here's the, uh, you know, we talked about the Brian Stelter thing this morning, and Stu did everything he could just to turn the knife in me to because I'm trying to not kick someone when they're down. Uh, well, and I, 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 it would be so easy to just dance on that grave. Really, for me personally, very easy to do. And well, it's, it's not the right really, thing to do. It's going to be really hard for that potato to get back up. You know, okay. it's like when a turtle's right. on his back. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, can I talk to you about the Liz Cheney thing? Please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, your thoughts on the delusions of grandeur from Liz Cheney. Oh, I, I think you're a little wrong in, in this sense, if you're talking about her running for president, because what she's going to do, and Glenn, you've been in this business even longer than I have, uh, and you understand how it works. What happens is you run for president with no intention of becoming president. You run yes. for president so that when you go on CNN or MSNBC, now the Chiron, the little title on your screen will say former Liz president. Cheney, former presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. And now she can get a huge big book deal about what a hero she is. She can be on TV in perpetuity. Uh, and she can hustle money from gullible donors uh, to basically fund a campaign where she goes around the country running her mouth. So it's a very smart move for her. I think a lot of Republican voters think, ha, 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 she's going to lose. She knows she's going to lose, but at the same time, she's going to get enormously wealthy, increase her stature, and she'll get to replace you know, Bill Kristol or, or uh, Jennifer Rubin when they you know, go back to their nursing home. So what you're, so what you're saying to me, if I may paraphrase... <laughs> Yes. Strike me down, and I will become even more powerful. That's I mean, what but we've seen this over and over. Yeah. I mean, Bill Bill Weld, who was you know couldn't even become the ambassador to Mexico, he had to resign, <laughs> being governor of Massachusetts. He was on MSNBC or CNN in uh, 2018 or 19, advocating for President Trump to get the death penalty, and no one even batted an eye because he was saying, you know, the pun. President Trump committed treason. The punishment for treason is death. It's it's insane the levels to which uh, uh, these failures are allowed to be given uh, platforms. And but so, so it, but, that, but that doesn't take that. That's not a surprise to anybody. I mean, I, honestly, I, I think she could take Brian Stelter's job um, at CNN, um, and it would not surprise me. Of course, the guy who you know stabbed uh salman rushdie could get the job and that wouldn't <laughs> surprise me so um but, but but that's what they always do and i don't think the press has any credibility anymore and i really wonder its impact well i think there is an enormous amount of impact well first of all she 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 
I mean, the Salman Rushdie job isn't as good as Liz Cheney at killing people. So she really has that um, over him. And in all seriousness, one of the reasons I think this woman is uniquely despicable is as of 2018, she was still telling John McCain how good torture is and how lying about that the CIA's torture program gave us useful information. So if you're sitting and advocating torture and to John McCain, you're at a level of depravity that's far and above uh, pretty much anyone else in, in, in politics. Um, and, and I think it's going to be hilarious, though, if she runs and as an independent, because Andrew Yang, that snake, is doing everything he can to court her to join his forward party, if you look at his Twitter. Mm -hmm. If she runs as a third party and she would dr draw votes exclusively from anti-Republican people, which would otherwise go to Biden or the Democratic nominee, that press will turn on her so fast, or her head will spin, and she'll have to go back home to her husband, Kermit the Frog. Um, we're talking to Michael Malice. Wait, wait, uh, wait, that's interesting, Michael. You think all of the votes would come from Democratic votes? I mean, the, the idea, I think, of the candidacy, right, would be to pull moderate Republicans who don't like Donald Trump over to vote for her as an independent. You think they'd all come from the left? No, they'd all, right, if, if she was not there and the choice is Biden or whoever the nominee is versus Trump, all those votes in a binary system are going to go toward the Democratic candidate. I agree. They're not going to, they don't like Biden or the candidate, just hate Trump. That's why they're voting for and Biden. I, and, I, and I really think, Stu, that the people that I've talked to, they may, they're either for Trump or they're for Ron DeSantis, but they will always say the same thing to me, always. I really hope that DeSantis is the guy but I am fully behind Trump if he's the candidate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's like, uh, if I want DeSantis, uh, I'll vote for Liz Cheney. Right. You know, it's just that's I just think that's that's not going to happen. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Um, the editor and uh, national editor and columnist for the Financial Times um, kind of echoed the words of our former CIA director, Michael Hayden, who said the Republicans are the most dangerous political force in history. Uh, Lou said, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career. Hey, I've never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous, contemptible than today's Republican. Nothing even close. Yeah, I, I wish the Republican Party was as, as one-tenth as awesome as they're trying to make them out to be they can't they couldn't even abolish npr um, every I, i'm gonna get serious for a second to, to your listeners every single agency that the republicans shake their fists about like the cia this week have been funded and supported by republican uh congress people for decades yes without batting an eye so this claim that they're going to burn anything down is completely fallacious uh, they fund things year after year, uh, as Stu and I discussed when he was on my show a couple of years back. When you had Trump in the White House and a Republican Congress, they didn't even try I know. to cut the budget. Well, I will tell so you, this is completely nonsensical. This is why I really think that the Republicans have one more shot, um, and they're not going to do it with the people who are in. It's got to be new blood that is in there. Um, but they, the Mitch McConnells of the world, still think it's 1975. They still think they're playing the same game and nothing has changed because they haven't changed. Um, however, Republicans have changed and Republicans voters who I think the party at the upper echelons despise their own voters. 
Um, but they if if Congress gets in and does not uh, uh, defund the IRS or the um, the uh, Department of uh, Education, the CIA, and I'm not saying completely defund it so we don't have that agency. I know you would. I, I'm saying defund it to the part to where it really cripples them until they start doing transparent reforms. And when I say on, on the um, I'm only talking about the uh, Department of uh, Justice, I'm not talking necessarily about the CIA and I'm not talking about the Department of Ed. I'm fine. Get rid of them. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to what you're saying. First of all, it's kind of ironic because new blood is Liz Cheney's favorite breakfast. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I do think we're at a point with the Republican base uh, and they have so much. Remember, in 2012, Paul Ryan was regarded as the right wing of the party. That's why Mitt Romney brought him onto the ticket. I think the base has gotten so enraged and social media helps them with this at the frauds that the Republican politicians are, that if they don't start showing receipts, things are going to keep getting uglier and uglier uh, in this country, and the Republicans will be to blame for it in part. I, uh, I just stood in front of a bunch of Republicans just this week, and I said, you guys have one more election. One more. If you don't produce results, if you get the House or the Senate in January, People that vote for you guys will be done. We'll be done. And uh, Donald Trump would be exactly the kind of guy to start a new party. Or it wouldn't even be starting a new party. It would be just who knows what would happen. I don't mean in terms of violence, just in terms of like when you have a huge percentage of population just absolutely disgusted with politics, you know, things start breaking apart in terms of authority, in terms of systems working, uh, in terms of civil disobedience. It, you know, it, it, things get messy. We're already almost there. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, folks. Have a you good bet. weekend. Bye-bye. Michael Malice. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So the U.S. dollar has dominated the global financial system for a long time, and it is truly one of the main reasons we are so wealthy, okay? Because our dollar, after World War II, let me just explain this to you quickly. After World War II, um, nobody had any gold except the United States. We had almost all the gold from all around the world because... The entire Western world was fighting against the Nazis and the Japanese, and they needed ships and planes and bullets and guns and everything else. And we were one of the only industrial powers that hadn't been bombed. So we had everything, plus we had cheap energy, and we had educated workers. We could transform our, our plants to build anything. We, in three years, were building more planes, better quality than the Germans were producing. And they had had, you know, 20 years of building up these plants and getting it down. So we were a force to be reckoned with. And everybody had to buy the stuff from us because it was really their only choice. Um, And they paid in gold. So that's one of the reasons why we were so... Uh, successful when we got off the gold standard the world thought okay 
uh, they're going to destroy their dollar and they're doing what's right for America and not right for the rest of the world because we promised them a dollar would equal a dollar of gold. Then we changed when we got rid of gold. We said it's going to be the petrodollar and it's a deal we made with Saudi Arabia that oil could only be purchased in U.S. dollars. Okay, so everybody had to hold those dollars because if you wanted oil, it could only be purchased in U.S. dollars. So they kept all of our money into the banks. All the sovereigns kept, you know, gold, fat chance, and dollars in their banks. And that's how the world works. Once the dollar is over, Rocky uh, can be replaced. Believe me, it will be. So the international system is maintained by several dollar-dominated organizations like the IMF, the World Bank, the World Trade Organization. I want to point out that all of the uh, board are on board, or all of the above are on board with the Davos uh, and the Great Reset. Um, and countries like Russia and China and Saudi Arabia know this. So when we went into Ukraine... There was one action by the West that changed and accelerated absolutely everything, everything. It was the dollar-dominated system. It took hundreds of billions of dollars held by the Russians and made it go poof. We ghosted hundreds of billions of dollars. Now imagine if Saudi Arabia or China or anybody did that to us. If we were holding all of their money, and I'm going to show you how it's going to happen with China soon because of people like BlackRock and what they're doing with investments in China. But imagine billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars just disappear overnight because China says we no longer agree with you. But imagine if it wasn't in the stock market, it was actually dollars that were held instead of gold. And the promise was it will always be worth the price of gold. So China, Russia, India, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Remember, we don't have a gold backed dollar. We now have a petrodollar. Saudi Arabia, part of it, they are like, you know what? I, I just don't. I think we should get out of the dollar business. Well, that's easy to say, harder to do, okay? First, what they had to do was start to decouple from the entire thing. And the Axis powers already had this in works. Uh, Iran announced that they're now f officially ditching the dollar in trade, uh, and their, their growing ally now is Russia. They also announced similar trade plans with China, India, and Turkey. Iran, Russia, and Turkey, so you know, that is that has never happened before, and that is literally what the Bible in end time revelation refers to as Gog and Meg, Meg uh, and Magog, the two the uh, the the coalition, if you will, that is the coalition of the Antichrist, um, Gog and Magog. That is Iran, Russia, and modern day Turkey. They met last month and they all but admitted a new anti-American alliance that they call, quote, the axis of good. I would say it's the axis of evil. But remember, in a time where all good is made to be bad and all bad is made to be good, 
They're calling themselves the axis of good. As the Western G nations met in June, another economic and military pact was meeting nearly simultaneously. It was the BRICS summit that nobody strangely was really covering or paying attention to. BRICS is composed of BRIC, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. It's just five countries, but the potential is massive. Each country has participation in their own individual trade blocks. For instance, Brazil is part of the South American Free Trade Area, which has 11 members. Russia is part of the European um, Economic Union, the trade area, with eight members. India, South Asian Association for Regional Cooperation, eight members. China has their own partnership with 15 members. South Africa has a trade agreement with 34 member states. Now, I point this out because this axis is a juggernaut. It could become a juggernaut and hostile to the U.S. dollar really fast. So at the beginning of the BRICS summit, President Z was there and he declared that the West was, quote, weaponizing the world's economy. We were. Everything we do, if you don't agree with what the West is saying, particularly America, we'll cut you off. Well, that's not really a stable system. So they got together in the BRICS at the BRICS summit. They laid out 75 points. And here's what President Z was saying. He urged people in the West to read it. Now, why would he do that? Because he wants you to know exactly what's coming. For the economic axis of evil or good to replace the dollar international system, they must first find a way to operate outside of the IMF, the World Bank, and the World Trade Organization. And the dollar is the last one. The IMF, International Monetary Fund, um, and the World Bank. These are the ones that, you know, kind of settle debts and work together and decide who's going to, you know, get some bailouts, who's not. The WTO is what is the Western Trade Agreement. And then the dollar is the one that everybody uses. Points 37 and 38 are about, quote, enhancing cooperation on supply chains between BRICS countries and their partners. And it goes into specifics. But it's clear what this is about. They're going to replace the World Trade Organization. Point 39 talks about a, quote, new development bank that has just been um, opened in Shanghai. That's their solution to both the World Bank and the IMF. Point 49 talks about the new intra-BRICS trade system that can make transactions within their group. What does that mean? Do you remember when we kicked the world off of SWIFT? We'll get them now. They won't be able to make transactions because we're the only one with a system that can make those interbank and intercountry transactions. We're going to kick them off of SWIFT. Huh. There's a new intra-BRICS trade system that will do what SWIFT used to do. The last thing is to ditch the dollar and they can completely circumvent western sanctions but it also will mean 
that half the world will dump their dollars. You think there's inflation now? Wait until half of the countries of the world no longer need to use the dollar. No longer believe it's worth its weight in gold and just dump them. Putin said directly right out in the open during the BRICS summit, they are telling us what they're going to do. They are urging us to pay attention. And we are so arrogant that we are not taking it seriously. Everything I pointed out to all of those friends and economists that I've talked to over the last 20 years that the dollar is going to be dethroned. And they said, no, because there's no other system. You don't understand. And I said, I understand the free market and humans enough to know there's, o- there's a point of no return where people say, you know what? It's not worth it. Let's build something else and then clobber the dollar. That will never happen. Well, I've lived in a point of history where I've seen too many things that cannot happen, happen. By the way, if you have to live under this system, which we will, all of this goes through. I want you to know this. Brazil is the world's second largest soy producer. Russia is the largest wheat producer. South Africa is top 10 in corn. China has a quarter of the, gain, uh, of the world's grain. India is number two in rice. You add Saudi Arabia and we're done. What is it we're doing? We should be reinforcing. We should be unleashing our energy index, our energy um, uh, producers. We should be unleashing our farmers. There's new stories out today that 75% of the farmers and ranchers either sold off a good portion of their cattle for slaughter, and if they were um, growing crops, a third of it they plowed under. We should be going the opposite direction. We are regulating and squeezing our own people and then pissing off the rest of the world. Prepare for impact because it will come. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is not insane. Russia and China are doing it now. Prepare yourself. Na, 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 na.